Traveling the Vortex. We've joined the Doctor as he travels the Vortex and arrive at episode number 282, the one where we return from Planet Comic Con. I'm Keith. I'm Sean. I'm Glenn. How are you guys? Suddenly we've turned into a Friends episode. <laughs> I was just saying, are we going to do that from now on? That'd be kind of cool. I could try. No. Don't. <laughs> don't. As much as I love Friends, I don't want to emulate their their uh, episode titles. The one where we did that thing that that TV show used to do. <laughs> <laughs> and if you joined us at uh, either of our panels at Planet Comic Con this weekend, uh, we thank you very much for that. And we thank you for tuning into the podcast and finding us. Did you guys have a good week? Yeah. Did you do? <laughs> it was pretty uneventful except for Planet Comic Con. Yeah, did you guys do anything besides Planet Comic Con? Nope. Did you guys watch Game of Thrones? Nope. Oh, yes. Oh, my gosh. I am two weeks behind. And now so we can't talk about it. I'm going to go outside. Uh, well, let's move on from that, Dan, and we'll talk about that when Sean gets caught up. Do you guys watch anything else? And I'm tearing up now thinking about the <laughs> Okay. I watched the pilot for uh, Preacher. Oh, is that already out? That's, that started Sunday, so you're not that far behind, Sean. It was very different. I don't, I don't know what I think about it. I have not read the graphic novels, so I'm coming at it fresh. So I think some of the impact of the story of the pilot is lost on me because I don't know who some of these people are and who they mean in the bigger scale of things. So there are like these people just following people, and I don't know who they are. That's kind of dangerous when you start a story like that. But yeah, I watched probably two thirds of the next Clone Wars episode, but I'm still in season four, <laughs> <laughs> and I watched it today, I, so I, I don't know that it counts. I actually, I because I was so busy this last week and the week before, I've actually I put that on old. I've only got. Half the season left when there's not even a full season there, so I'm probably about six episodes from finishing. But I'm watching a lot of YouTube. I don't know, <laughs> I don't know why. I'm just watching a lot of YouTube. Cats when it's available. Cats. No, no. You see, see, see these stupid YouTubers my <laughs> kids watch, and <laughs> I've gotten sucked into a couple of them that are gamers, but. Nothing, nothing important to talk about. <laughs> so, I'm, a little, I'm, I'm mildly embarrassed about a couple of them that I watch. So, <laughs> so we'll just leave it at that. Yeah, I think we need to call you out on which ones those are. <laughs> it's the Hilly Show among them. No, but man, my daughter, she was excited about that. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But well, let's move on to our news, so we can get on to our topic at hand. Uh, if you remember, it seems so long ago since we recorded a recording of this. Uh, late we this just week. recorded on Saturday, Sunday. <laughs> Two Sundays ago. Two Sundays ago. No, this past Sunday we just recorded. Well, technically we did, didn't we? Yeah, we In did. In fact, that episode's already gone out. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> We're ahead of the game as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> Titan Comics has announced that there's going to be a third Doctor comic miniseries. Written by Paul Cornell. Uh, with Joe Grants to feature as his companion. And, of course, the Brigadier is going to be involved in it. Uh, hitting stores and digital platforms August 31st. 1st, the 31st. August 31st. <laughs> I think it's safe to say we're going to have all the Doctors eventually, whether yeah. it be in mini-series I bet most of them will get mini-series format. Um, I have a synopsis if you want to hear it. Has it been that long since we've recorded? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That seems like old news to Well, me. that came out like a day after we recorded. Oh, it was, it was one, on of, Tuesday, one, one of the Traveling Vortex specials. Yeah. Like, here we go. <laughs> yep. You want to hear? Give, give us a synopsis. When something enormous and extraterrestrial crashes into Bedfordshire. Bedfordshire? Bedfordshire. The Doctor, Joe Grant, and the forces of unit under Brigadier Lethbridge Stewart immobil- mobilize, not immobilize, mobilize immediately <laughs> to investigate. <laughs> Make for an interesting story. <laughs> Something's happening? Lay down. To find themselves in the middle of a pitched battle against a terrifying invader, but the shocking face that awaits their return to base may make made their trip the whole may tip their whole world off its axis. Wow, I struggled with that. You wanna start over? Nope. <laughs> nope. Just plow on. <laughs> Let's keep on going. So you can look forward to that coming out soon and I'm sure that will eventually be on our schedule. Once the entire thing has been released. 
Right. <laughs> Just for that. Putting uh, episode or issue one on the schedule <laughs> right now. I feel like I'm really far away from my mic. Can you hear me? Yeah. How about now? Oh, dude. In other news, there's some convention news that uh, we we have just come across, <clears throat> uh, even though it was announced uh, not that, I don't know how long ago, but uh, Eric Roberts and Kevin McNally have had to cancel for Smallville Comic Con. Ooh. Unfortunately, they both hang, are unable to fee- appear due to film uh, filming schedules. So, is that coincident, or are they doing something together? <laughs> I guess we should keep an eye out and yeah. see if they are. <laughs> if uh, something next year comes out with Eric Roberts and uh, McNally, what's his first name? Kevin. Kevin McNally. We'll know. We'll know. <laughs> <laughs> and then maybe feel justified of why they canceled. <laughs> it better be good because <laughs> I may have now canceled my plans to go to Smallville Comic Con uh, they do promise I can't that- argue with a star who cancels for a filming commitment though. yeah I, I mean, can't boy either. Holly I had to work <laughs> Holly my wife <laughs> she I told her that because I said oh the two guests I was going to Smallville for have canceled she says can they do that said, yeah they, they can do that that's kind of crappy that's what they they sign a contract with the con that says you know if they have a work commitment that comes up they're gonna, it's it's all square across the board the the conventions I imagine know that they that this, get their money back it's or don't been, get paid yeah at that it's point been going the, yeah, they get this has been going on for a long time she said well I think that's kind of stink it kind of stinks for fans that they can just do that and I thought you know what you're kind of right <laughs> <laughs> I sort of agree with you I you know I, granted if a bigger project comes up that you're going to make some money on you go do the first thing you're going to you know you love. But on the flip side, that is kind of crummy for fans. Uh, Maybe yeah. I feel it more now because I wanted to go see those guys. <laughs> now they're not there. But but she was she would live it. She was a, she steamed about it for probably a good hour. And she's she still she doesn't go to these things. She this was her first convention this weekend. She doesn't she's she's not Star Trek struck by anybody. She doesn't care for autographs. She thinks all oh, that's kind of silly, and she's she's not invested in it whatsoever. But this made her mad. <laughs> Maybe because you were so disappointed. Maybe. That could be it. <laughs> I told Sarah about it, and Sarah said, What the hell's Eric Roberts doing? <laughs> I haven't seen him in years. <laughs> I said, Well, apparently he well, got a job. <laughs> that's why he canceled right away. <laughs> what? I've got real work? <laughs> <laughs> why do we continue? Even after we got a glowing <laughs> review about Eric Roberts, why are we still beating up on it? Because every time something happens, it affects me. <laughs> Because we've gotten one glowing review and several negative items that hasn't outbalanced itself yet. No, gosh, whatever project they're working on, all 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 power to them. I hope they best of luck to them. I hope your project doesn't bomb at the box office. I'm kind of surprised Kevin McNally was available anyway. Shouldn't he be hip deep in the middle of shooting Pirates Five? Maybe that's why this. He thought he had those dates open, and then they had to shift his scheduling for filming. Is he in? He's barely, barely in Pirates Four. Is he in Pirates Five? I think he is. Yeah, and is in. <laughs> Maybe he thought based on his small part last time he was going to have a small part again, and then he he well, got the call said, uh, "There's a lot more script here for you." According oh. to Imdaba, it's in post production. So. Oh, is it already in post? Huh? Well, but if they had to they do pickup shots, and that's, like, that's probably what it is. If he had to go do reshoots or pickups, that's probably what happened. Then I can, if that's the case, it's probably not a movie with Eric Roberts. How do you know Eric Roberts isn't in Pirates? Because Imdaba doesn't say so. <laughs> I'm <laughs> going, Eric, hold on. <laughs> is Eric Roberts in Pirates 5 according to Imdaba? Nope. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you that without looking it up. Nope. He does I'll have a it. lot of work in post-production, though. Jeez. How many of them are Swiffy? I this Indubo doesn't say one way or another. <laughs> Swift oh sci-fi. No, it isn't. It's Swiffy. Swiffy. There's no W in there. Yeah, neither is it's there Swiffy. a <laughs> neither is there a C or an I. Uh our last bit of con related news. Uh somehow we missed this when Terrence Dix had to cancel for time Eddie. But in replace of Terrence, they added Richard Franklin. So Captain Mike Yates Captain is going to be a uh, time Eddie this year. Oh, I knew that. Why didn't I bring that up? I don't know, because I didn't. <laughs> that was news to me. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I think maybe I saw it this week. I think I saw it this week. I didn't know that. Okay, good. It wasn't just me. Hey, did you guys see that uh, Mike Yates is going to be at uh, Hey, that's awesome. Time that is awesome. He's no Terrence Sticks, but... We'll knock another uh, unit yeah. actor off of our uh, roster. Oh, man, I'm going to be so broke. I'm going to be so broke. It's a good thing I didn't get any autographs this weekend. I'm spending them in October. It's quite September. the list of celebrities. What is that? October? It's October. Because you don't have a Peter Davison, right? Nope, definitely getting None Peter. None of us have a Peter. I'm getting Peter. Oh, I thought you did. No. Oh. That's my, that's Peter canceled the year that he was. He oh, thought yeah, he was that's right. Get a scene. That's right. Uh, Peter Davison, I'm going to get. Did yeah. I just not go that year? I didn't get Strick, uh, Strickland when we were out at uh, Gallifrey when he was there. Strick, uh, Strickson. Strickson. Strickson, thank you. Strickson. <laughs> not Strickland. I didn't I, get Strickland either. Well, I have at, Strickland, yeah. but he wasn't at that con, so I was going to give him a Crypticon either. Uh, His name Strickland. is James Tolkien. Strickman. Stick Strickson. <laughs> no, whatever. Turlo. Uh, I didn't get Turlo. <laughs> uh, who else is there? Mark Annika Strickson. Wills. Annika Wills. I'll probably get her. and I'll, I was going to get Terrence Dick, so I guess I'm just replacing that with Terry Malloy. Gates. Yeah. See, I didn't get a Terry Malloy at Galley, and I was kind of regretting it. So I, well, I Stephen Thorne. Uh, well, I don't even have a Stephen Thorne. I have a Stephen Thorne. Yeah. I, I met him though. Sill. I don't know that I'll get autographs. You kind from of fangirled all over him. I did. He was. He was. He was. A, well, I, not until I met him, and then I was like, "Hey, this guy's awesome." <laughs> I wonder if he'll remember us. I don't know. Maybe he'll do another interview with us. We have to come up with new questions. Well, I hope so because I don't want to go back and ask him the same questions. <laughs> Our I'll listeners come, might, come up with our listeners might get, I was a part of that one. Our listeners might get bored of that. Well, I would ask him the same question. Our listeners they, have it, forgotten what we've asked him last it, time. It'd be all new to me anyway. Just from the interview from last time. Yeah. <laughs> there's a we lot of there's a lot done. of actors this year, aren't there? Yeah. Time any. I mean, there were we had quite a few last year. Yeah, there were there were quite a, there there's more, even more. I think this year, as opposed to last year, behind the scenes people because Bob Baker. Well, now that Terrence had to cancel, and right. then Dominic Lynn, who's going to actually perform. Those, you know, those guys. I, I I would love to get an autograph from every one of them, but I just I don't. You guys know my position on autographs, um, but I do get some of the big ones. I do get some of the ones. There are some that I just can't pass up. A lot of these guys, though, I like to go listen to them. I like to go talk to them. I like to oh, meet yeah. them. So I don't necessarily have to have their signature on my wall. But you know, I get a chance to talk to them because they were involved in Doctor Who. So, so I probably will narrow my autograph scope down to about three. But I'll be more than happy with that. Although last year I, I caved and ended like up five. getting Colin again because I thought oh, it would be cool to get Perry and Six Doctor in the same picture. They're standing right next to each other. Sitting right next to each other. Well, there's one I know we none of us have to worry about is Caitlin Blackwood is going to be there too. I'm excited to see her again. Yeah. Wonder if oh, she'll remember us. <laughs> it was only a year ago. <laughs> a little more than a year ago by then. That'll be two by then. Not quite. Well, a year and a half. Because it was in March. Yay. Yay. That's it for news. Uh. We don't have any feedback either, but you can send it to us at feedback at traveling the vortex or reach out to us. On our uh, website. Sorry, I distracted you. <laughs> you completely derailed me. Uh, That's how you, tired we are. I wish you guys could have seen that train wreck happen <laughs> because it was. Uh, fill out the form on our website or reach out to us on social media. Sorry, I just Why felt, I felt, I felt the need to distract you. I don't know. I just wonder what you would react to that. <laughs> I wasn't attempting to distract him. I was kind of giving him the visual me. cue of we're going to talk about that no, now. I know. Right? I was just trying to distract him. <laughs> no agenda. Uh, well, I did. It was to, to distract us on him. Facebook on uh, Traveling the Vortex, Twitter at Travel Vortex, uh, and all the other forms of social media that we are a part of, including the Goodreads Book Club. Going away in on Aramem, the Last Pharaoh. If you're reading that, and if you remember last week, we drew a raffle ticket for a winner. And so far, we haven't heard from anybody, so we're going to read out that number once and one more time. In case for some reason you missed last week's episode and we're hopping on this episode. Deep in the back of the closets. Yeah, dig out those tickets. <laughs> go find them. Kirk, we're talking to you. <laughs> uh, the number is 335496. That is 335496. 
four, nine, six. So big prize from the uh, Trembling Vortex prize vault still up for grabs. We should say <laughs> that the reason that you said, <laughs> Kirk, we're talking to you, is this is not a fixed thing. No. <laughs> Kirk just happened to mention to us this we weekend. We saw Kirk this weekend. That he needed to dig out his lottery, or his lottery ticket, his raffle ticket. That so made it sound like, psst, psst, Kirk. You got the ticket. You realize, Kirk, you cannot win now. He's <laughs> <laughs> been disqualified. It's sound so rigged. Even it if you, ha- totally even if you have rigged. the number, you're not allowed to win, but I'm sorry. Keith has ruined that for you. It, it is not rigged. It is, it, we, we only mentioned that because we talked to Kirk this weekend, and he and mentioned that he did not have his raffle. He couldn't find his Well, he, he hadn't dug, out, he hadn't his dug out his raffle ticket yet. So, And we assume that's what a lot of you have not done either, is that you haven't dug out the raffle ticket. Actually, a breeze. Well, shall we move on to... Uh, Planet Comic Con discussion? I was about to say a review. <laughs> a review of Planet Comic Con. Well, we are technically reviewing it. I guess technically we are. So dun, dun, dun. <laughs> guess what I did this weekend? I had a great time. Oh, it was so much fun, as always. I wasn't there near as much as I've been in the past, but I had a great time with the time I was there. I was there a lot more than I've been yeah. in the past, and I'm there all the time, every weekend. <laughs> I'll Thanks, start Kevin out. Smith. I'll start, because you guys will have a lot more to talk about than I will, but uh, we actually came a little late on uh, Saturday, and the reason we did that is because my kids came, and my wife actually joined us this time. It was her first comic book convention. How did Holly do? Time. I'm curious. Yeah, to she did fine. She did fine. I did, I, better than I expected. Uh, okay, the, diplomatic the, answer. The, the, kids, <laughs> the kids wanted to uh, cosplay this year. Uh, they're both into this uh, little video game that I think I've talked a little bit about on the show called Undertale. It's a little 8 bit uh, adventure RPG that uh, Caitlin's really into. In fact, she's beat it twice and she's taken a different path each time. Mason is a casual player. He's played it a little bit, but he's more into watching videos of people play it online. But they both really, really enjoy it. So there's two characters. One's called Undyne and one called Sands. And we spent a lot of time making (laughs) uh, Mason's mask for Sands because he didn't want to paint his face. And uh, so they dressed up and we came and got them checked in. That was the reason why we came late is because the kids had to get ready and we were coming from home. So we got there around 1130, 12 o'clock, about noon, I think. And uh, walked around the con and and uh, hit all the dealers' table, and the kids had to you know stop every once in a while and take pictures because kids because other people wanted to get their pictures, and so they were both excited about that. And of course, Caitlin, every time she saw another Undertale character, had to get her picture with that person. So that and it was surprisingly there were only a couple of Undines, and there were only about four Sands. Which was a huge improvement over what Caitlin thought because she said, I wonder if we're going to go there and nobody will recognize these people. And I said, I guarantee this game's popular enough that you're going to see other characters there, probably more Sands and Undyne. But uh, they walked the floor with me, and then we were looking in the uh, program to see if there was anything that they wanted to go to. And I knew Mason wouldn't be interested in any panels or anything like that. He just he likes to go and buy things and <laughs> look at things and see things. But Caitlin was flim- flipping through the uh, program, and she goes, oh, Hilly's here! And of course, Holly's reaction is, who? <laughs> <laughs> and I, I kind of knew, because I knew she was a YouTuber, or they were YouTubers. Hilly and uh, Hannah Hindi are a couple that do, uh, they have, they're YouTubers, and they're the ones that, if you're familiar with Doctor Who, they do the Time Warp one. That's the, the Hollywood show. And uh, so... They they both kids watch the Hollywood show and they they love it. So they said, "Oh, can we go? Can we go to that panel?" I said, "Well, yeah, it starts here in like five minutes." And we were clear across the <laughs> convention. So I just kind of streamlined them there. And luckily, they were running about five minutes late. And so we got in there just as they started. And of course, they were surprised because their room was quite full. And they said, and they were competing with Stan Lee. And they actually oh. made the comment, "We didn't think anybody would be here because we thought everybody would be in with Stan Lee." And it wasn't until then it occurred to me. Stan Lee panels right now. <laughs> so I looked at Holly and I said, I'm going to go to see Stan Lee. Are you okay? And she goes, yeah, I'm fine. Go ahead. So I dashed off down and, and went to the Stan Lee uh, panel. But the kids completely enjoyed it. They got up to, to ask a question, but unfortunately they were too far back in the line and they ran out of time, so they didn't get to ask their questions. But they both enjoyed that. And then uh, Mason was getting pretty wore out. And so we... I, I, we left and I took them back to the hotel and then I came back in time to see most of Jenna Coleman's panel 
which I thought was a really good panel. And she's very, she's seen from all of the stories I kept hearing about how she was jet lagged and she had very little energy and she was very tired. I thought her panel went she, really she, well. She, she definitely was, yeah, amped it up for the she panel. Did. And the interesting thing about that panel is when I got there, the majority of the people in the line, I mean, I think every question that I heard was Doctor Who for the most part. And most of the line, did you notice, were little kids. Yeah. And I thought I that was kind of cool. And she was she was really good with answering their questions and, and chatting back with them. And just a really delightful panel and, and quite interesting. And then, of course, I did leave a little bit early because I knew we could get into our panel room early. And I knew we had some setup to do. So I went ahead and bailed on that one about ten minutes early. Mm-hmm. Went down to ours and then uh, was in our show. So we can talk about that collectively here in a little bit. But then on Sunday... I came back to do our morning panel and then stayed around for a little bit and then uh, and it hit actually before that I went to the dealer's floor because I was on my own because the kids went to Legoland and so <laughs> and uh, so I went to they went to Legoland while I went back to the panel and, and this was kind of dad time now I got to kind of set and look and yeah. it wasn't just guiding the kids and got some video and stuff for a video that we posted and then uh, went down did our panel and then after that did the meet and greet and then I. By the time I was done, the kids were done at Legoland, so we had to go get lunch. So that was pretty much the extent of of, of uh, my weekend. I do want to say that this this year, I think was it gets better and better every year. And this year was the most organized that I've ever seen, as far as getting in and there, getting out of there. Um, the setup was much better. I think it, it, it wasn't much different than it's been in the years past, but there were little tweaks and, and well, things just, that they've done. Just making the aisles a little bit bigger yeah. is a huge well, difference. Well, you notice they're using that entire floor. Yeah. We, we have finally gone all the way to the back. Yeah. And uh, the, the setup is much better. As you said, the, the aisles being a little wider, it's easier to get in and around there. Uh, I thought the guest uh, media guest area – felt was a little better organized this year as far as the line system goes they've they've really gotten that down yeah um, they, they kind of continued that from last year well that's just it i think it, but even like the big guest last year was um Stephen ml yeah so well no but that shatner was only too, one day was shatner last year shatner was last shatner year was last year but Stephen ml was well, well but yeah. but shatner had a good the, line he, he almost had a stanley type setup that's just it year. he didn't have quite the stanley setup and yeah. i think that have shatner gotten that last year i think that was just it they they anticipated stan or uh, yeah stanley and i think that line was managed much better and I mean, they had it winding in there really well and i thought that that looked right from from what i observed and uh, just the, having the food trucks at the front yeah, to give you more options, really that idea. was a wonderful idea. Uh, because, you know, you, unless, you know, we've volunteered in the past. So we go over and can get that one <laughs> food place in the past where you go to the side and get your food quicker. Well, but and, as and you since know, then they've started bringing in food for volunteers. Yeah, well, and that one's di- that line's uh, that whole food place is different now, too. Yeah. Um, which I don't think I'd eat what they were selling there. It was something I'd never even heard of. But, but yeah, as you know, you get in these lines about lunchtime, and, and you're in a line for a good hour. You're longer in all, you're in line longer for the food than you are for an autograph. Yeah, exactly. And so by bringing those food uh, trucks and putting autograph. all that seating up front there, where you could sit down, I think was a, a, a vast improvement. And they just they continue to learn from each year and get better and better. And I, I just I, I again I want to say how much I'm impressed with how every year they continue to make this con better and better and better. Absolutely. Thank you. Yeah. So a little kid in the uh, George Lucas panel in <laughs> celebration. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I wish my brother George was here. <laughs> I can't take all the credit. I'm, I'm sure that all of the suggestions I gave to the, the team were implemented by somebody with more know-how and money than me. But <laughs> I, I will say that everything you hit upon that you think was better from last year is something I suggested. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm going to take credit for it. Just not all the credit. No, I, they had a really... Um, and a great turnout. Apparently, the... Uh, the oh, un- a really great turnout. Uh, the unofficial numbers... <laughs> The early count is in, and it was seventy-one thousand people uh, for I, this weekend. That blows my mind. Yeah, 
How, how many did they have last year? I thought remember? you told me it was 80,000 last year. Uh, I, I, I guesstimated that it had to be 80,000. I don't know what 80,000 people looks like, so it's just... Yeah. <laughs> I didn't realize that's what 70,000 people look like. I way <laughs> underestimated how many people were there. See, Apparently, I was way off. Um, I think it's because the uh, there was so much more space, it didn't feel like 70,000 yeah. people. It felt oh, and and that's seventy thousand people over the three day weekend. That's not seventy thousand people on well, one day. No, well, no, right, but right. apparently on Saturday, they reached capacity. They were turning people away at Bartle Hall because really? they reached the capacity for the five main halls where the dealers' room is. They they hit that on Saturday. Wow. Yeah. So that was a yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so um. If, if if you weren't there, there's a reason this is a top 25 con, folks. <laughs> it's kind of <laughs> up and coming. You should, you should come next year. Uh, I didn't get to go on Friday this year because I had to work. Uh, so I got, I unfortunately missed out on that day. But so I went on Saturday was my first day and I'm vo- I volunteered again this year. Um, and my first responsibility, I, I wound up getting there like 1030, a little later than I wanted. Um. Just mostly because I couldn't find parking. I thought, since March Madness wasn't happening, it'd be easier to park this year. Nope. Nope. <laughs> Not when there's 70,000 well, no, people. 70, <laughs> <laughs> um, I got there and checked in and got everything. Got a little chance to walk around, but really I did not get a good chance to walk the floor until Sunday after our panel. That was when I finally got to look around and see everything on the floor. But my first uh, duty... Was I got to escort Arthur Darvold to his panel, which was really cool. So I, I got there in time early and got an autograph from him real quick. Since he, there, I, you know, when you're escorting somebody, uh, you get there and that's when the line starts to dwindle down because they're cutting it off. So I could jump in there real quick, get the autograph, stash it away, and then take him to where he needed to go. But he he was a really nice guy. He. He exceeded all my expectations of what I thought he would be like, just because he was so cool and so laid back and so friendly. I expected him to be friendly, I just didn't expect him to be that friendly, I think. And it's not like he was overly chatty, but we chatted and it wasn't like, it's because he's a really cool guy. And and so I got to escort him to the panel and then sat in on his panel, which was a really fun panel. Was he wearing a cat shirt? He was not wearing Aww. a cat shirt. He was wearing all black. He was all... <laughs> I think wearing, I, asked, I asked Sarah that. Wearing, wearing really tight pants, like doctor <laughs> pants, and boots, like 11th doctor. Yeah, it's like when I try to wear skinny pants, it just doesn't work. Works better on him. But he, but he did his panel with Danielle Panabaker from The Flash, and so... I almost felt bad for her for part of it because there were so many people asking who questions and she just kind of got to sit there and not really do much. <laughs> but she was she was also very, very friendly. Um, so that was really cool. And then got to escort him back. Uh, there was a bit of confusion uh, of him trying to get his wife into the con and where to find her. Uh, but he had to go to photo ops, so I took him back to the green room and got to hang out in there with them for a little bit while he had a little snack, because it was around lunchtime, while across the green room, George Takei, Takei, is sitting there eating lunch. Uh, is it Takei or Takei? It's Takei. It is Takei? Mm-hmm. And other celebrities are walking past that I, I saw out on the floor, but in the green room, it's such a almost surreal experience of... There's that person just over at that table. Huh. <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> uh, and then I got to... Then after that, I got to walk the floor a little bit with Sarah and her brother, who came in. Then table sat for Dennis O'Hare, who was very friendly and very nice, uh, and then went to go table sit for somebody else and only had to sit there for like five minutes. So then I got to kind of walk around a little bit before... I escorted Jenna Coleman to her panel, uh, who, Glenn, you alluded to, she was kind of quiet for for while. When when I went to go get her, she was in the green room, and she, so her handlers were at a table sitting, kind of chatting, and she was kind of off on a sofa. And, like, we had, when we were walking back from Arthur, she was sitting outside on a bench, and Arthur's 
manager or whoever he was, I'm not never quite sure, uh, was talking to her. And so she seemed nice and friendly and kind of upbeat there. But then when I got to the green room, she was kind of off in her own corner doing her own thing. And we eventually walked her over, and she was she was fairly quiet through the whole thing. But then she got up on stage and came to life, which was... I, I She came in at 1 a.m. that morning, um, so she was understandably tired. Uh, but the panel was absolutely wonderful. I think that one of the best moments was Red Dalek getting to ask a question. <laughs> Thanks in part to Mel. Um, so that was really cool. And then I got to take her back to her table, or back to the green room, which provided to another very surreal experience. Uh, it was a gorgeous day out that day. Um, unlike it had been previously of lots of rain going on. And so both Arthur and Jenna were just amazed at the beautiful weather and how nice it is and these giant head artwork that were, <laughs> were outside. Uh, so Jenna stopped to take some kind of artsy pictures with the with the sculptures, and then we wind up heading back to the hall, and stumble across Arthur Darvel sitting on the steps, just chilling. And so we we stop there for like five to ten minutes, and there's Clara and Rory hanging out in Kansas City, <laughs> talking about you know school, and because they were reminiscing of this reminds me of those days where. You'd want to go outside during class because the fresh cut grass, because somebody had just mowed, and talking about different acting school stuff that they had been through, and it was just so surreal of sitting there, like, wow, they're just sitting there talking. They're but just they, people. Yeah, <laughs> they really are just people. Uh, so then we got to take them to. Uh, then I wound up taking her to the green room, and they went on their way, and I rushed off to do our. Uh, our panel, and then Sunday. How did that go? Oh, we'll get to that in a little <laughs> bit. <laughs> once, once, once you get to your relaying of your events, we'll get to there. Um, Sunday got got there at a good time, and table sat for Barbara Eden, who I did not see at all at first, and then when eventually she came back to the table, I got to see her and got to meet her a little bit. She was very nice and friendly. Then went and got Sean Mars autograph. Uh, Who's that? Or, no. I'm sorry, I went to go get Jenna's autograph, who I got to chat with her a little bit more, and she, her, her dad's name is Keith. Really? So we chatted about that a little bit. Oh, there's not that many Keiths out there, really. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> at least there didn't used to be. <laughs> I know three. I know at least it's five. More I know at least five Keiths. You, Van Sickle, and Clara's dad. <laughs> In high school, there was only one other Keith. Really? Yeah. But she was very friendly. And, uh, and then I went to go get in line for Sean Marr, who is Simon Tan for, from Firefly, and had to go try to get Jeremy Bullock to get to our panel. And we went and did that, and then I later came back and got Sean Marr's autograph, who was very, very friendly. Uh, very uh, a sparkling uh, smile. And very, very deep blue eyes. Uh, and got to actually walk around the floor and see things after that. And then end the con experience by getting my Jeremy Bullock autograph. So that was kind of my con experience. Lots of fun I had. Very cool. Sean, you want to go through... You, you actually got to work Friday. I did. Well, we went down... Um, <laughs> you were there Thursday. We, 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 yeah. we, we left work uh, early and went down Thursday and uh, sat in on the, uh, the, the the volunteer meeting that is orientation, which, you know, after, I don't know, six years of doing this, you wouldn't think that we needed it. But we'd never been to an orientation, so we thought, ah, maybe, you know, we're kind of... We, we, well, every year they change things slightly. Yeah, and we have more status this year, so maybe we should, you know... Because Mel and I were, uh, they they split their volunteer staff up, and they've got the the kind of the what I assume are paid positions where people they have a superhero who's kind of in charge of a specific area, and underneath each superhero they had a team of sidekicks, and underneath the sidekicks they had a bunch of minions, and Mel and I were sidekicks this year, and um, because we had the availability um, 
upstairs. Yeah, if I didn't have to work on Friday, I would have been a sidekick. Yeah. You would have had a cool purple shirt instead of them ugly yellow ones. I'm just kidding. I liked the yellow shirts. I thought we stood out is for sure. You could tell where the volunteers were at. Even more so than the light blue from last year. Oh, I didn't like the light blue. I'm so glad they went away from that. But... So uh, we went down, went to the orientation, and uh, uh, went through that, which was good. I think every first-year volunteer person should be required to go to an orientation. I understand the reasons why. Like I said, it's taken me six years to get to one. But <laughs> Well, and like even this year, the escorting... Luckily, I was able to meet up with Sarah Jane before I had to do any escorting, uh, which is Kirk and Kelly's daughter. And she got to show me kind of back through the green room and how to get them because they even changed how they escorted people this year a vast improvement of instead of trying to go through the skywalk or going underneath and going around we just literally went out the back and across the little street and down some steps and there we were at the backstage of the grand ballroom such a smoother experience and those who couldn't walk they had golf carts to take them down there and even if if it were raining, you could get in the golf cart and go. It would not because they were dry. covered. Yeah, they were covered yeah. golf carts. So, because um, Bartle shaped kind of like a big U. Yeah, and, uh, the, I don't understand the shape of it at all. But it still throws me. But the the grand ballroom is kind of down at one end of the U, and then the the other leg of it is the convention center floor. So, um, Actually, it's kind of like a small H because it starts clear down. Yeah, I suppose that's true. Down, More like a, a small letter this H. This way and that way. So. Because the convention is longer than the other one. You're correct. It's not a U. It's an H. But uh, Mel and I were uh, in the Grand Ballroom pretty much the whole weekend. Um, She was uh, the the sidekick for the back of house. So she was backstage, and I was the sidekick for front of house. And um, so we went and uh, were kind of in charge of all of the the goings-on there um, for, for different panels and whatnot. And we got to do a little bit of uh, con walking Friday morning, and because uh, I had scheduled the later shift. And um, are you picking up the rain? Should I close the door? That's right. It sounded like static, but that's all it is—is is the rain. It started raining here. If you can't tell, so maybe fairly we'll, heavily. We'll, we'll close the door if need be. Just point. But um, uh, we we did a little bit of walking around Friday. We took the later shift because we knew one of the big events that was going to be happening that evening was Kevin Smith. Uh, was coming for an evening with Kevin Smith, so we kind of did just a brief walk around, got our table set up and and whatnot for the vortex, and basically went to work and uh, ran all the stuff. And Kevin Smith was an absolute delight. Uh, I know not everybody is a Kevin Smith fan of his movies or him personally, but I, I am, and uh, had a great time. He uh, he arrived late uh, through a, a, a funny story that he apparently was live tweeting out as it was happening and unfolding. <laughs> uh, they canceled his connecting flight, uh, from, I think it was Nashville or Memphis, one of the two. And, uh, the only options he had were to either a cancel his appearance at planet comic con or B fly Southwest. And if you're a Kevin Smith fan, or if you're a news hound, you probably remember, Oh, it's been about six years ago that there was a, a little flap over, uh, Kevin on Southwest basically being told he was too fat to, uh, be on the airplane and had to buy another seat or get off. They basically threw him off the airplane when it got ugly, uh, and he hasn't flown since. So <laughs> he was tweeting out that he that you this is how good our con is. Kevin Smith flew Southwest for for, for Planet Comic Con, so we thank him very much for that because that was cool. But then he pulled out his phone and he says, "Okay, I'm going to talk until 11:30." <laughs> it was like what? That's like three and a half hours. And he did. He, he just, <laughs> the first person got up to ask a question, and she blanked. She was like, I don't remember what I was going to ask. He says, that's okay. I have a story. He proceeded to talk for half an hour. <laughs> and then looked back to her and goes, did you remember your question yet? <laughs> so it's not, it wasn't much different from any of the DVD? No, different, different, different stories, but yeah. yeah newer pre- stories. Pre- pretty much exactly right in that vein. Of just you know, If you've seen one of them, that's what you got. And he was, he was highly entertaining and a lot of fun told some great stories about um, Johnny Depp's involvement in Tusk, which really makes me want to watch it. I mean, it was I was curious, and it was on my radar before, finding out how this thing came together and how even everybody that he had read it said, this is the stupidest script I've ever read, but I've got to know how this thing ends because it's, it's a page-turner, I'm compelled. And then getting Johnny Depp involved, it's just like, yeah, it's kind of nudged itself up a little higher on my list now. 
but he was he was he was he was a lot of fun. We had a great time with that. And then um, I it ended, and I went and was kind of helping as people were filing out. And I was standing there for a minute, just kind of basking in the the glow of a successful evening, and thought to myself. Why am I out front? Mel's backstage with Kevin Smith right now. <laughs> so I went running to the back of the house, and she's showing me on her phone. Look, I got this selfie with Kevin Smith, and I was like, "Aw." And she looked at me, and she looked over, and he was still there. And she goes, "Do you do you want one?" I was like, "Yes." <laughs> and apparently, after he got off stage, the first thing he did was put the trench coat back on and kind of stood there for a minute and said, "Okay, I'm here. Who wants a picture?" <laughs> So she went and said, Kevin, can I get it? Yeah, come on. So we took several selfies, and he, he directed me in selfies because he had my camera. So he, he, <laughs> he looked this way, looked that way. Now look at me. I failed miserably. I'm not a good actor because I can't take direction, apparently. <laughs> but that was a lot of fun. Consequently, we got back to the hotel for super late Friday night. We were exhausted and just crashed. And then sun, uh, Saturday was the big day for us. Well, didn't you meet Stanley yesterday on Friday? Mm-mm. Oh, well, I guess we did. Yeah, we did our picture. That was what we did Friday instead of walking the con. We we oh, had our okay. photo op with Stan and, uh, and That's Signature. That's yeah. oh, so you, you got the Signature, too, though. We got the Signature the same day, too. But neither of which really would I count as meeting Stan. Mm-hmm. Um, th- this is the kind of the unfortunate thing, is because Stan Lee is Stan Lee, that is one of those well-oiled machines. They're going to get you in and get you out because there's 70,000 people behind Kinda you like that want... Shatner. Yeah. So um, I love Epics, which is the new company that takes photos. They had it very well set up, very well organized, and they basically warned you right up front, this is the time you're supposed to be here for your photo. This is your, your photo time. We want you here 15 minutes early. If you stand in a line more than 15 minutes for your photo, something horrible has gone wrong, grab somebody in one of these shirts. And they told you that right up front. So we got in line for stand 15 minutes early. We waited about 14 the line started moving. We got in. We got our photo with Stan. We got out. Got our photo. We're done. 14 minutes for a photo with Stan. Wow. Like, it was like, I love this. This is great. Um, we talked ahead of time about, hey, should we throw the spider sign up, see if we can get him to do it? And I was like, yeah, that's a great idea. We got in there. Mel got starstruck and couldn't remember anything. And they, they warned us ahead of time, Stan doesn't shake hands, but he will fist bump. So I have one for you. Woo! And I have one for you. You have now fist bumped a fist that has fist bumped Stan Lee. <laughs> so treasure that because that's I haven't washed it yet. So that's 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 cool. Um, but Stan was going. I said, "Can we do the spider thing?" And he kind of threw one up, and he goes, "We did it, didn't we?" And that was it. It was, it was like uh, maybe he forgot. Maybe he wasn't supposed to do that. Maybe there's a copyright thing with Marvel. I don't know. But he did it anyway. So it was like cool. And then we got the photo, and Mel was upset because she didn't do it. <laughs> like, I just forgot. My hair looks stupid. I was like, honey, you look fine. Don't worry about it. You look great. It's a good... No, it isn't. So if you're friends with her on Twitter, <laughs> say, no, you look great in the photo. Don't worry about it. <laughs> so then we went and uh, jumped into the, uh, the autograph line and uh, got him to sign that and thanked him for coming. And he said, thank you. And went to the next person to sign that. That was pretty much it on Saturday, or on, on Friday. He just, quick, 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 get him in and out. Um, Saturday, we covered the morning part of the shift down in the Grand Ballroom, had a bunch of different panels. And I'll be honest, I don't remember one of them. If you told me who was there, I could probably well, relay an anecdote. But Probably front of house, more yeah. than in the house. Yeah, no, I was I was front of house. I was in the in the, in the the Grand Ballroom while the panels were going oh, okay. on, and I don't remember one of them because I was coordinating and making sure things were going down and, and all that kind of stuff. And then Victor, who is the superhero for our area, he's normally up on the on the board, uh, was going to leave. He actually couldn't be present for Stan Lee because his son was graduating. <laughs> and I said, Victor, did you not have a talk with your kid? I said, did you tell him how inconsiderate he's been? He couldn't flunk one class for you? <laughs> to, <laughs> to me. And he kind of laughed and said, well, it was kind of a near thing, so we're going to get over there and celebrate. And it's like, I don't blame you. So he took off, which left me in charge Ooh, during Stan Lee. That's dangerous. Yeah. Um, thankfully, uh, I had a great crew of minions, uh, who I've yet to thank on Facebook. I need to do that. Uh, and I had a great amount of help from the security staff who were on the ball. <laughs> Maybe a little too much. Julian got a little hassle trying to get into work. Um uh, but uh, they, they, they were very good about that, and so we got them in, and then Stan Lee came out. I remember most of that panel. The, the best answer, 
a young person asked him what the inspiration for Spider-Man and the thing and all these uh, all these superheroes was, and Stan looked at him and said, "Greed. I wanted to keep my job." <laughs> <laughs> and there he you have funny. it. He was funny and witty and with it, and it was it was <laughs> the best. Was when. Uh, People came up and started asking questions, and then who was the gal that was moderating? I can't remember. Claire Kramer. Yeah, Claire Kramer. She'd lean over and she'd whisper to him, <laughs> and then he'd answer the question. And then he said, "I have to explain." He says, "My hearing's not so good because I'm I'm old now, and we don't have anything like you know secret <laughs> going on up here. Uh, it's it's just uh, I can't hear your questions, and she has to tell me the questions. And she, of course, without missing me, goes, "Yeah." We have a secret thing, but it's this isn't part of it. <laughs> so yeah, of course. And it just he he's just funny and and on top of everything. It just was it was he was a joy to listen to. Yeah, he was. It was really neat too because if you don't know, they proclaimed Saturday. The mayor made a proclamation. Uh, Saturday was Stan Lee Day in Kansas City, and the mayor came out and actually read the proclamation ahead of time and presented it to Stan Lee at the beginning. So. Uh, if you've seen the video on uh, the clip on Facebook that that we put up, that's what Stan's walking up there to accept that proclamation. So, but um, yeah, no, I remember Stan. And then I was technically done for for the afternoon, but we had just enough time from getting everybody out of the room before the next panel started. And of course, Stan arrived late and started late, so then all the rest of the panels kind of got backed up and they were juggling the times a little bit. So. Um, with the handoff to the next staff, it was kind of like, well, the next panel that I had any interest in was Jenna Coleman. She's going to be in 10 minutes, so I might as well just stay here. <laughs> you know. Um, and I'll be honest, I don't remember anything of her panel at all. <laughs> I, I remember I remember her being polite and funny, and I remember knowing that Red Dalek was up there, and I remember that Red Dalek was in that line, and I remember thinking, Red Dalek's not going to make it through that line. Um, so I'm not sure how much hocus pocus Mel pulled to get him up there to to get the question asked, but no. they, they, they made they made sure to get it asked. Past everybody, what I was, was the question? Of, I, was going back. I don't remember what. Does he remember what it was I do either. remember him asking the question and her asking him, "Is that mechanical or is that, <laughs> is that your, your real, real voice?" voice? <laughs> <laughs> what is that? Which, as as you know, he does a great, great Dalek yeah. impression, and I, I think she was very much impressed by the fact that he could do the voice so well. Because then she said. Well, Nicholas Briggs is going to run for his money. (laughs) Or could be out of a job, I think is what she said. I don't remember what he asked either. If you go to his Facebook page, they posted the video. He he asked a couple of questions. I remember the the last one was, did did you enjoy being a Dalek or something like that? Being the first Dalek companion. Yeah, Yeah. that's what it was. Did you enjoy being the first Dalek companion? But... um, yeah, so then that ended, and I left. And but you know that I think of it, he wasn't. Ian was. I don't think you can count Ian as the first Dalek companion. <laughs> he had to pretend to be a Dalek. So did the Doctor at one point. But well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but they weren't true Daleks. Actually, the Doctor was just hiding in a Dalek. Ian actually had to pretend to be so, a Dalek. So, so, so was Ian. <laughs> no, he was pretending though, because remember he had even had to speak yeah. and. Pretend that he was escorting them around. The doctor didn't. The doctor just hid out in the The Dalek. doctor was pretending Dalek to be a shell. dormant Dalek. <laughs> <laughs> he was just hiding in the shell. Same thing. No. One, one thing I wish I would have made it to was I did not make it the Timey Wimey Puppet Show this year. Yeah, I didn't either. I, was, I, they I had, a new, was had a new show, too. But we were neighbors at the... Uh, yeah. Our table was right <laughs> next to uh, Mike's, and uh, he and I chatted a little bit while we were waiting on you guys to get there. We're sorry we weren't better neighbors for you, Mike. We, yeah, we were barely we're there. Well, we we're so busy and doing. I mean, if it's an apartment, we're the best neighbors ever because we, we were quiet. We did. <laughs> we did make it. Well, the interesting thing is, I went to the table and sat down for a little while on Saturday to kind of gather my stuff up, and Mike wasn't there, so it was <laughs> there was enough of a. Uh, I'm sure he was doing other things as well. Uh, we did make a concerted effort to be at our table for a. A little bit of time so that if people came by they could chat with us which is something we hadn't done much enough of in the past yeah. which i think we should make a that's going to be a thing from now on any convention we're at we will be at our table for at least an hour on one of the days <laughs> that's what i'm committing to i don't know about the rest of you but that's that's what i'm able to so do. schedule accordingly <laughs> we'll let you know but um so yeah then i ran out of there and went to our 
panel, the great Traveling the Vortex quiz show. Should we, talk, should we talk about it now? Let's do that yeah. now. Right. What did you guys I, think? I think it went well. I did too. Those guys are talented. <laughs> it oh, was, it, was, it, was, it was us. That was our show. Yeah, it, was, yeah. it was the best thing I've ever seen. I liked it better than Cats. I'd go see it again and again <laughs> at any convention that books them. <laughs> We Intent. Did, we premiered our uh, quiz show. That was some little something we decided to throw together this year uh, to, to to be able to present at conventions because it gives us a little more exposure and also something else for us to do outside of doing the typical interview panels that we did. And so we spent about a month putting it together. And uh, you know, it shows. Be, being a <laughs> debut show, it uh, our, our first big audience. Uh, there were for a few blemishes, I think, but I think overall it went really, really well. And some of the blemishes added to the comedy of the whole thing. Too. And yeah, agreed. And uh, I we we did get a lot of positive feedback that people did enjoy it and had a lot of fun. So uh, we'll work on it a little bit more, polish it up a little more, and then we'll continue to bring. It. We ha- we actually we we right now have pretty solid. Com- we have a solid commitment and a pretty solid committed another con, but they'll be later on this year. So. Well, we should we should describe since we don't have video of, or audio of the of the quiz show, and we won't ever because this is an exclusive. You have to actually come to one yeah. of our cons in order to 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 see this show. I think it was one of the things that at least I made a conscious effort that you might see clips. In fact, there's a clip in the video I put up, but you might see clips of it, but you'll never see an entire show. And I think the reason being is because we want it to something to be special at conventions, so that well, in order to see it, you have to actually have come to one of the conventions in order to see it. And so. even if you're at the Planet Comic Con convention and you come to a later one, it won't necessarily be the no, same show. No, won't be the same show. Won't be the same questions. So uh, anyway, it's it, it, the idea of it is it's a it's kind of QI meets uh, Jeopardy meets the Gong Show. Uh, I, Gong Show was. Uh, Sean's addition to it because he's he's right. There's a lot of, uh, I don't want to say comedy. I mean there is comedy. We we try to be funny. We, we I I don't know that we're as funny as we could be, but <laughs> we're not that talented. But we like to, we we try to have some fun and some humor in it. And uh, uh, the 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 gist of it is we select in some way three panelists to come up and answer some questions, and they also do some talent rounds. Uh, there's some question rounds. Some of the talent rounds are uh, art. And uh, where we have them draw a particular thing, and then the audience gets to judge on those. Uh, also impersonations, and then we do a charades round. And at the end, this time we did a performance round where we had all of the contestants uh, do a little skit together. Um, but it was quite fun. I I, I had a blast. Uh, it went off a lot better than I had feared. Of course, I think that's always the case with anything that you present. <laughs> you you have all these yeah. this trepidation going into it, and then it ends up working out better than you expect it would. Um, but there was some surprises that we had to kind of roll with, and <laughs> but it worked out. I was, I was very pleased. Plans. I was yeah. very pleased, and I think we all had a lot of energy, which is what I was most concerned about, especially after walking around <laughs> late on a Saturday night, and it's like yeah, oh, it was a I'm walking panel, all day long. Not to mention, end of con. not to mention, you had trouble finding parking. I had to park six blocks away because by the time I got to the convention, there wasn't a place full. But I got lucky because the one that I got into was an open garage, and it was. I parked free all week. The only place I park, I paid to park was at my hotel, <laughs> which is stupid. You pay yeah. $200 for a room at the Sheridan downtown, and you have to pay $15 for Internet on top of that. You have to pay $17 to park in the dang garage. You have to be- I'll stay away from complaining about that. That's why Mel and I, are, we did not stay on site uh, at any of the downtown hotels. We got one all the way out in uh, Merriam, which is, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes away by 35. But it's worth it from the standpoint that it's kind of nice to get away from the area and decompress for a little bit. And one of our requirements is, you know, if I'm going to go through all the money to to book a hotel room, I want free breakfast in the morning, and they had that. And I want a hot tub that I can crawl into at the end of the night when I get home. We didn't really get to avail ourselves of that because we were at the console late every yeah. day, which kind of sucked. But it was there at least, you know. Uh, I and won't. Then I the won't, internet. I won't do it again, especially at the Sheridan. But uh, the Sheridan's a nice hotel. Don't get me wrong. We didn't have. We had a pleasant stay. It's. 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 it's they got gorgeous rooms. It's very comfortable. Ours was out of convenience because I knew I would either I or Holly would have the car, and so I wanted to make sure they were somewhere where they could do. And you know, that's right down by the the. Uh, 
Crown Center and Legoland and all that stuff. So I wanted to make sure while if I had the car at the con, they had things to do in and around the area and didn't have to go far. And, and so from that perspective, one of those new, uh, from that perspective, cars. it worked out. Well, it doesn't go very farther than the downtown area, well, though. Legoland's not very far from the downtown area. The point is, I booked them downtown, <laughs> so they're already in downtown, so they could be so around the land. Yeah. That's what he's downtown. Okay. downtown. You can't take there. Let, let me put you it in perspective. You could have left the car alone. You, you can't, could have left it there all weekend. You can't put the. Uh, well, that's what I probably should have done. Is, I should, yeah, that's why I didn't yeah, get no, that. You can't Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You can't book a hotel in Merriam and get downtown to do anything if you don't have a car. Now I understand where you're yeah, coming there from. There you go. Now, that being said, if I had learned the cable car system, which I think ran, ran real smoothly, it looked really neat. Uh, if I had learned that, I probably could take a cable car and lift the car with. But then again, I wouldn't have been able to get downtown having not already been downtown right. to ride a cable car. So next time we'll just drive. <laughs> <laughs> now, one of the downsides to being off-site is apparently, uh, according to uh, one of the, the, the people that, uh, that I worked with, um, there was an impromptu lobby con Saturday night. And I guess uh, Stan Lee and Lou Ferrigno and Arthur Darville and Jenna Coleman, among others, were all just kind of down in the well, lobby, they probably weren't tired because hanging out and drinking. <laughs> so you miss out on things like that when yeah. you're not there. Yeah. <laughs> a little jealous. Not anyway, gonna lie. On, on Sunday we had a panel with uh, Jeremy Bullock. Such uh, a nice guy. It was actually uh, the, the I liked the title of this panel. It was traveling the vortex. We were first. <laughs> Colon. <laughs> Classic Doctor Who with Jeremy Bullock, which I, I love the name of that title, Kirk. That was fantastic, and we had the opportunity to chat with I don't know Jeremy if that was Bullock. Him or me. Was that you? Or maybe I it was remember. you. Well, then, good job, Keith. Nice. If that was you. <laughs> uh, the, the, the neat thing about that was we we got to talk to Jeremy Bullock about something I think doesn't get brought up very often at conventions. I think a little bit he chats about it. In fact, when he was here last time, he had a question or two. But uh, as most of our listeners know, Jeremy Bullock played Tor in the Space Museum, and uh, who was the Zero Rebel leader. And then he also played Hal the Archer, which he's probably a little more famous for in uh, the John Pertwee story, The Time Warrior. And so what we did is we talked to him a little bit about his time produ- uh, not producing, acting in both of those uh, stories, uh, you know, working with William Hartnell and, and the cast in the first uh, story. And then, of course, John Pertwee and uh, almost said Sarah Jane, Elizabeth Sladen in The Time Warrior. And uh, kind of talked about Doctor Who in the era and how he got started. And he chatted also about uh, Boba Fett a little bit, <laughs> which we kind of <laughs> steered. We we were coy and steered clear from that at first, but obviously we, we let the audience have, ask. You the have to kind of well, Fett. you have to kind of let that open because there are those those things out there as well. Uh, but we'll mention that that particular panel is on the uh, feeds right now. Uh, it's one of our. We released it as a, our twentieth side trip, guys. Number twenty. Wow! And so, if you get a chance to listen to that, we hope you do. We don't talk too much about it because you can just go there and listen, and you'll get everything that we got out of it. So, other than actually sitting there next to Jeremy, the Jeremy Bullock, yeah, <laughs> which was pretty cool. That's yeah. pretty cool. And getting to talk to uh, him a little bit before the panel, and then getting to take our pictures with him afterwards. A delightful man too. He yeah. is so genuine and kind and funny and generous and it was just a pleasure to be able to to speak with him and, and talk about his time on doctor who and a little bit about both of it <laughs> i i got to take him back and james bond as sean brings up i got i got to take him back to the green room afterwards and got to chat with him on our walk and he was so nice there too and talked about because he was kind of remembering the last time he was at planet comic-con and the other locations so we talked about that a little bit and just kind of his experience so far this time, and he seemed to really enjoy it. So, then of course on Saturday he did a uh, Boba Fett panel with Daniel Logan. Yeah, uh, the two Boba Fets. So, that, and, I, I and, wish I had seen that. Although I saw that they did the same thing at Comic Con about six years. ago. I saw yeah. part of that one <laughs> in the in the Grand Ballroom, and uh, surprise special guest Peter Mayhew joined them. Oh, oh, that's cool. Very cool. So. There was a whole lot yeah, of Star the, Wars the, the going on. The two of them were set up next to each other, and Jer- every time I looked over at Jeremy Bullock's table, he had a line, constant line at his table getting autographs. So He's Boba Fett. <laughs> I went up there to get it, and he had two tables. One table's full of Boba Fett, the other table's other stuff. <laughs> and I said to his wife, I want something from the other table. She's like, all right, well, come on, let's go. 
<laughs> I made sure to tell him, don't sign this Boba Fett. <laughs> I know, I'm not going to sign a Boba Fett. <laughs> Overall, I thought the con experience this year was good. And I, I, again, kudos to the uh, organizers, Kirk and all the crew that, that does that, puts it together every year. It's It's got to be a mammoth task, but it's it pays off every year. Yeah. About nine months worth of, uh, yeah. <laughs> which speaking of, I want to make sure that this is out here on the on the feeds now. Um, according to Kirk and Kelly, it's nine months of crazy that leads up to this weekend, which means they're going to have about a month to deal with the crazy, and then probably two months off. So at some point in time during that two month off span, I've invited them to come down and join us for dinner. So you guys had been on that last year, <laughs> but <laughs> didn't happen last year. We're, we're, so. we're, 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 we're going to work it's harder. Out here live we're going to work on so, you know, That's why you're putting it out, put there, it out so there. So that now you you're held accountable. I, I want I want our listeners to hold us accountable to invite them to dinner. So. <laughs> Now their feedback will be, every week will be, did you invite Kirk and Kelly to dinner yet? Have you invited Kirk and Kelly to dinner yet? Have you guys had dinner with Kirk and Kelly? And we'll let you know how it goes. Yeah. But I, I want to throw out a shout-out to all the wonderful um, people who found us uh, both at the, the, the quiz show and then came and, and listened to us. Uh, both, I thought we had great audiences. We did. We did. Yeah. I was very, very excited by Pleased that. Pleased with the turnout for each one as well. Um, and uh, the Jeremy Bullock panel, I was, I, I kind of thought, you know, like you, we had kind of front-loaded all of the heavily Doctor Who questions because that's what it is. It's a classic Doctor Who with Jeremy Bullock. But I knew we were going to get some Star Wars stuff, even after he'd done a Star Wars panel. And, uh, yeah, we had a couple, which was to be expected. But then uh, the audience questions were mainly doctor who oh, related yeah. to and i was very very pleased with that that you know we even had a uh, star wars doctor who crossover question the one <laughs> the one little gal asked if uh, she thought that uh, jeremy should do a uh, a team up between doctor who and uh, star wars where the uh, doctor and boba fett team up in order to save a planet somewhere or something and he thought that was a wonderful idea in fact he said he was going to make some phone calls i wonder if that yeah. happened i hope so <laughs> There's that thunder in the background. We've got a quite a storm rolling through here. It seems that seems to happen to us. A lot. It does happen. Well, <laughs> we live in Kansas. Yeah, yeah that's true. <laughs> Overnight there was storms. Uh, anything else about Plant Comic Con before we wrap this up? Another amazing year in the books. Uh, keep up the good job, everybody over there. I am already looking forward and uh, uh, excited about next year. Um, I don't know why. I have no information on it other than it's going to happen. So, <laughs> All right. What do we got coming up on the schedule? Well, coming up on the schedule, we've got a uh, very cool thing that I'm pretty excited about. A short week. This week, is, uh, Friday Night Who is The Underwater Menace, which just released on DVD here in North America. And Ooh. hopefully you have your copy. I've got mine. Um, Mine's on the way. I've got mine. Available from Amazon and Barnes and & Noble and find resellers around the area. We'd prefer you buy it from Amazon and go through our site. We would prefer that you buy it through <laughs> Amazon and go through our site. Um, but, you know, in a pinch, I guess, if you had to. You, know, you could get it somewhere else. But you wouldn't do that to us. You'd get it through us. <laughs> um, so, uh, and then, obviously, this is brand new to us. So uh, we'll be reviewing it this week on the podcast. And kind of talking about it and how wonderful it is. Now, um, I don't... I've seen a chunk of the recon, though, already, even before. This will be new to some of us. <laughs> well, I haven't seen <laughs> all of You always got to ruin the, things, man. No, I, no, no. Have no. you I, seen I, the actual to, episodes? To be fair... No, I haven't seen the actual episodes. But to be fair, I've only seen maybe a third of the the, recon, the, the reconstructed episodes. Oh, ah, okay. And, and not the way they're done on here. I, I saw some of the loose cannon. It was one of the ones I... I started and didn't quite get through, but not not for any reason if I wasn't enjoying it. It was just I think it got it got placed aside and I never revisited it. But. Now, for those of you that care about such things, no, we're not treating this in quite the same way as we would a lost episode discussion, where we're really going to delve into. I mean, we're still going to review it, uh, of, of course, and we have decided that we're going to go ahead and read the novelization uh, or at this least week, try to. or at least try to this week. I'm almost done. I'm, I'm not going to commit myself. I'm about, <laughs> I am about so. Well, you're almost thirty percent done. I, I, According yeah, to your I'm, I'm good through, reads, I'm thirty percent through. You'll be I'm, fine. I'm more than. I'm only three days into it, and I'm almost done with it. So uh, I'm only two days into it. So. <laughs> but um, so we, we've decided to do that. But these target novelizations are yeah, quick. They're, really they're quick. so quick. We're we're, uh, we're not going to treat it in quite the same manner as a lost episode because the lost episodes are ones that just they're not really available anywhere. You know, it's 
there's n- nothing left of them other than the one piece that maybe has shown up. It is funny. This that, one did get an. It actual is funny that you said you say that, but we've only done one truly that's truly like that, and that's the Crusade, because even Galaxy Four, we watched the two entertain DVD version of. I mean, it's an extra, but it was yeah, still on a DVD. So. Well, I mean, for for that matter, the stuff that's on the Crusade is technically in the Lost in Time box set. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. We just didn't have the pictures over. It was just the well, audio. Right. Yeah. Well, no, well, none uh, of that's even in the Lost of Time yeah, box, no, box yeah. set. Just that one little clip. No, the, I I popped it in. It's got. It's a little. All of the episodes that they had are on the Lost in Time box set at the time that it was released. But they only recovered one episode. That's my point. Right, it's one additional episode since that came out. It wasn't on Lost in Time. No, The Crusade. The Crusade, yes. That's what I'm saying. That's the only one that really we could count as a true Lost in Time that's on Lost in Time. Galaxy 4 was specially treated as it was a special feature, but it was... But, but the Crusade still prevents, presented the other two stories in audio form. No, I, I agree. Yeah. I, I, that's not what I'm saying, but what I'm saying... Because all of the stuff that's lost has some sort of preservation. You can't get there it. from downtown. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't done a truly... There is no yeah, video left whatsoever yes, yet, either. Not, so. not How my head cannon is working this is, is <laughs> if it was available in the Lost in Time box set, that, we're treating it as part of the Lost in Time series. Because that that's how I'm scheduling it. it. <laughs> <laughs> How's that work for everybody? Anyway. but uh, So that is this, uh, this weekend's uh, event, and um, there will be much rejoicing. Yay! And a little bit of sadness in the fact that it might be the last classic Who DVD release. Uh, there's a lot of sadness associated with it, because as of right now, it's the last classic Who DVD release planned on the books, period. Yeah. It's the last Troughton that, unless some miracle happens, we're ever going to get a new Troughton. Yeah, it's all out there now. Everything that is available from him is, is out there, whether it be on Lost in Time or whether it be on a DVD release. Sad. So, all right, I mean, well, you'll, you'll still have some lost episodes to look forward to. Oh yeah, but, yeah. Uh, if you want to join along, novelizations. If you want to join along with us, uh, you be sure to go to our website and uh, use the uh, right rail there and click on. Actually, you can go right into the uh, Friday Night Who story that was posted by Keith earlier this week, and there's a link to the DVD itself. Still have a few days. If you do two day shipping, uh, it's free if you sign up uh, for one month, and you can get that before Friday. I just ordered mine today, so it's supposed to be a Thursday. Um, of course, you can also find other links to other uh, sites there, which you can purchase things, not just Amazon, but also our Spread Shirt, show, uh, spread shirt Shop. I don't know why I can't say that. There's too many S's, too many alliterations. Legopolis. Other, uh, other fine sponsors on the uh, right rail of our page, www.travelingvortex.com. You can also uh, support us on Patreon if you are already a Patreon supporter. We thank you, and if not, please consider doing so. All, all 100% of those proceeds go right back into this show for fun drawings and prizes and, most importantly, server space so that we can continue <laughs> to bring this show to you on a weekly basis. Uh, that's all I got. Anything else, guys? I don't think so. All I right. don't think so. If that's going to do it for this week, next until next week, I'm Glenn. I'm Sean. I'm Keith. Cheers. Good night, everybody. Be seeing you. You have been listening to Traveling the Vortex. Doctor Who and all of its associated programs are owned and trademarked by the BBC. No infringement is intended or implied.